Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, host. Fellow what? Hurst. Hunter Hurst. Hurst. Hunter Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Henry. Hayden Hurst. First oh. round pick of the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. He's happened to be over here in another seat. Uh, your hair looks great. Oh, hello. Hayden. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You've got great impersonation. Wow. <laughs> That's basically what he would sound like, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Can I get your, uh, what's that, every, the walking guy? The, the, is. What's his name? Christopher nope. Walken? Chris, oh, no, <laughs> Christopher. no, I can't do it. Oh, that's like the go-to for people. No. Well, anyways, Matt O'Hara is here. He's a co-host of Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Garrett Price is here. How's it going? Uh, at Dynasty Price. He's here. He's here to talk some Dynasty fantasy football today. Uh, today's show, we're going to be doing sophomore step-ups. Guys that are entering their sophomore year that we think are good buys. And we talk about it like we talked about when we're going through a rookie content. Like, the sophomores are always good players to buy because... There's a half of them didn't do anything, and people right. were just so like, "What have you done for me lately? You know, show me some love. Sure. Give me a smooch. Sure. Be that pervy uncle. Get on here. You know." And we're gonna talk about three guys that we like here uh, for the Nerd Herd episode. Next, we're gonna be breaking down. We're gonna pick up right where we left off with the rookie rankings, breaking them down in depth. So if you're not a Nerd Herd member, make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com. Sign up right now. We have a great deal. It's twenty five bucks for the whole year, and that whole year is gonna lock you in for all the new tools that we're rolling out here throughout the year. And again. I give you my word, you're going to want these tools. They're going to be revolutionary. They're going to be amazing. Dynasty Nerds is going to be a one-stop shop. we got Debbie Rankins coming like, Ooh, really soon. Yeah. Can't wait. The buy, the buy-sell tool will be up this week. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, actually, today, me, Garrett, Matt, we went in, we ranked, it, we ranked all our buys. Buy, we, well, yeah. not buy ranked sell, them. Buy-sell hold type of. Yeah, it's going, to tell, it's going to give you a ratio of basically is a guy a buy, a sell, or a hold, or just have like a value sell. Yeah, it's, or a, it's a chart. Or it's a little pretty chart. It's like a chart, piece of pie. You take, you know, take a little piece of the pie there and get rid of it. So, dinosaurs.com, hashtag nerd herd. Uh, get down there and you get the bonus podcast too. And I mean, that's that's worth the price of admission right by itself. Basically, right? all by itself right there. Yeah. Yep. And if you don't, just buy me a cup of coffee just once a week, you know, once a month. We'll come in and we'll talk dynasty for uh, four times a month. Give you an extra four hours of real life. And you get some sweet ass rankings too. Mm. IDP rankings are going up, mm. standard rankings went up today. Getting way more in depth. Debbie Rankins. Oh, we got more coming too. We have so much stuff coming. I'm not even sleeping. Last nerd hurt start. Last nerd <laughs> stand in launch. Nightmare for me because I have to be a co-owner of a team and make the picks for all the co-owners. Nightmare for me personally. This is a terrible idea. Logistical nightmare for sure. <laughs> terrible idea. Like for me personally, this is a nightmare. Like I, I love the concept. I've been waiting for it to go, and people love it so far. And you should get to l- sign up for some. I'm cutting off some of the ten dollar leagues until I get caught up. But like. Last Nerd Standing is going crazy. If you want to see what Last Nerd Standing is, just go to DynastyNerds.com. It's a kind of a guillotine dynasty league. It's pretty awesome. Uh, lowest two scoring teams are out. They're eliminated from the league forever. That's it. And their players don't go into free. And so there's no move. There's there's no transactions. No nothing. Um, I think I'm going to do a Twitter video kind of like break this down. I'm going to do it on the podcast and bore everybody, but I'm going to do a Twitter video. So check me. Follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. And one more request before we get into this because it's – this is brought to you by the nerdherdinosaurs.com. We're four people away from 800 reviews on iTunes. That's amazing. Now, I will say, though, the last person to actually leave a review was a troll. And he, the only episode he ever listened to was last week's episode where we launched the Nerd Herd and we we're just like gloating about the Nerd Herd for 15 minutes. And he called us a giant commercial. 
and I'm upset. It hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. Well, hopefully he's back again this week, and we can give him a little better taste. Matt, I've been promoting the site for four minutes now. What are you talking about? This guy's going to hate us. Well, let's get on with it then. Uh, so if four people go out there on iTunes, just leave us a rating and review. We'll be at 800. I'll just shut my trap. I'll shut my trap. I know, I know you think I can't, but I can. I have willpower. This is all just a shtick for a show. I promise you. This is not me in real life, right, Matt? No, not at all. <laughs> so let's get into some of these guys here. The sophomore slump. Now, the best thing about the sophomores coming into your rookie draft is the hype around these rookies right now. Definitely in the second round. We mentioned it, guys like, yeah. hey, Terry McClurin, Hakeem Butler are slipping. Our boy Kelvin Harmon, who's looked fantastic in OTAs. Who, who could have saw that coming? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, wow. Wow, the good players Shocking. on tape end up being good. In, well, it's just OTAs, so I'm not going to be like, right. I'm not tuning our horn yet, but get ready because my hand is on the whistle. <laughs> I'm ready to toot that bad boy to know tomorrow. Like, choo, choo. Great value. But right now in the second round, I think some of the guys we talked about today – could be had for second round picks or lower. I mean, I know Matt's guy could be had for probably lower. Um, depends where they went in your draft, obviously. But these guys could be bought. And we're going to explain to you why we kind of like each guy. And we'll start with my guy, Mike Kosicki for the Miami Dolphins. Last year, second round pick. Didn't do anything last year. It was tight end number 62. Only had 22 catches on 32 targets for 202 yards and a touchdown. Horrific. Horrific numbers. But I, he's a guy that I liked a lot coming out. You know, high second-round pick. Here's the current depth chart on the Miami Dolphins. They have Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Bryce Butler, Jakeem Grant, who's coming off an injury. I don't even think he's going to be ready for camp, possibly. Albert Wilson, they signed. They have Kenyon Drake and Kellen Bellage. All their tight ends, they have five tight ends, I think, on the roster right now, too. They're all blocking tight They're ends, except for Gasicki. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne Allen's a recent sign-in. And I think I also heard Gasicki last year where, you know, on 20% of his usage, he was asked to block because the offensive line was terrible, and he was not – built like that at all he was slim so he comes in this year he adds i think he had a 14 pounds he was right around 240 last year came in already at otas at 253 so he added two uh 53 to get a little bit bigger i like the new coaching staff where they come into we but we mentioned you know matt patricia and what they're gonna do with tj hawkinson right right well for the miami dolphins let's flip the switch and go down to south beach here and check out brian flores new head coach of the miami dolphins the former defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Who does he hire for his offensive coordinator? He hires Chad O'Shea, former wide receivers coach of the New England Patriots. And actually let him some call some plays in preseason. He's never been an offensive coordinator there. I like the fact that they have Jim Caldwell as assistant head coach, who will also help with the offense and help him as well build his ideals here. But they, they, he wants to run the same offense as he did in New England, right? Which is going to be the slot wide receiver, running back heavy, the running backs are going to catch a lot of passes mm-hmm. and the tight end. Who are we talking about right now? Uh, Mike Kosicki. What the position t- does he play? The, the tight end. Yeah. Mike Kosicki was fantastic coming out. I mean, he's a big, athletic tight end. His spark score was great. He tore up the combine like no tomorrow. Really good catch radius, can run some routes, pretty solid hands. Look for him to be like that Evan Ingram kind of tight tight end, Travis Kelsey-esque kind of tight end. He's sure. six foot six. That's a big dude. And at 250, I mean, 253, um, you know, if, if that is true weight that he added on, I mean, that that's only going to help him get on the field more because, I mean, yeah. he's going to be able to he's gonna be able to hold up a little bit better than than in his rookie year when he is asked to block. Yeah, that, and that's why he did it, too. Like, so when he's he's not going to be so banged up. He said, I know I was reading some interviews with him. He said he came into it like, dude, the, the first thing that caught me off guard was just the heat, you know, coming out of Penn State. Like, I was just caught off by, by the heat. Like, right. I was just, I wasn't even in, heat, ready humidity, to go. all that down there. Yep. So I'm interested where they're going to go with this offense. Now, 
you could say, well, you got to go tight and heavy just because New England. I think they're going to go more tight and heavy and use him a lot this year in their second year. Because remember, it's a three-year window for a tight end. Yep. I think year two could be a really big stepping stone to year three. And we'll know we'll know if Kasiki's going to be a nice breakout player for year three. I'm trying to get in before that. Before that comes up right now. Sure. Everybody's down in Miami. Oh, yeah. His, his competition is Devontae Parker, who I still, I'm still on Devontae Parker, but I know nobody else is. Albert Wilson, like they signed Albert Wilson, so he's going to do something. He still can't even get on the field. He, he he's not even cleared for for OTA, OTAs from like his hip injury of, from last year. So, Kenny Stills, right? Yeah, never been higher than a wide receiver three ever. I think I, I did. I think I said something on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Like he's never higher than like wide receiver like thirty two or thirty four, something on those lines, something miserable. So he's just in a really good position. And an offense that was ranked 31st last season. They're, they trade for Josh Rosen. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Good tutelage. I expect Rosen to break the season as a starter there. So a good young tight end. What's their safety net? The running backs and the tight end. Yep. Flores and O'Shea are going to know how to utilize that big athletic tight end in their offense and how to make that work. I also love Kenyon Drake this year. You know, I know he's not a third-year player. That's that's why I'm big on Kenyon Drake. He looked fantastic and opportunities he got with the Dolphins. And Gase was just such a turd ferg with his googly eyes, he wouldn't use a guy. Now it's going to be a piece of Drake because he's going to be out there getting all the carries. Even Kellen Balazs is going to be utilizing his passing game. They're going to be throwing the football. And that's what he was known back. for in college as well. So he was Drake. Big, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Balazs. Uh, Balazs, I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a pass guy. Like first, remember we were like, "Wow, for Blage, like he looks like he's like a bulldozer, but his strong suit is actually just a pass catcher running back, which is kind of odd." It was odd. Yep. Like he he doesn't look like that kind of running back, but that's the kind of running back he is. And he has really good speed. So for me, I don't know how you guys feel about it coming into it right now. Gasicki's value, you're you're sitting there at like two five two six, and you know somebody's on the board, maybe a guy like. I don't know who, like maybe like a Terry McLaurin or something like that. And you need a tight end. And you, Irv Smith is there, and you have Mike Kosicki. And I like Irv Smith. I do. I don't like what he does, but I'd rather have, I'd rather have Mike Kosicki for his athleticism and his size. Like I like Irv Smith's athleticism, but I don't love his size. Yeah, six yeah. six two, right? Yeah, at six foot six and to be athletic as Kosicki is, like I'm gonna gamble there. So I, if I can get the, if I have the choice, right, where Gasicki was going, say high second last year in the draft class, or even some maybe drafts late first if you need a tight end, but most likely like from anywhere from the two one the two five range. And I'm sitting here at two one two five now, same concept. I'm looking at a tight end. Irv Smith is there, but you know, okay, we're talking three year development. I was gonna say you're, you're just getting ahead of the game. Basically. You're getting ahead of the mm-hmm. game there. Why not just trying to move on? And if you miss, then you miss. I mean, you're still taking a tight end anyway. So who do you rather have? To me, I'd rather have Kosicki. Uh, again, higher draft pick. Not as good of a situation, but from an NFL team right now, they're going to build. The Dolphins are going to be in a good spot. They have a lot of draft picks going forward here. But again, it's target share. Where's Irv Smith's target shares at? Especially here in 2019. Right, he's you know, behind Kyle Rudolph. He's behind Kyle Rudolph for at least this year. Thielen, Diggs, Diggs yep. Cooks. It's yeah. It's, he's it, where are the targets coming from. Kasicki could be the he could be the Rob Gronkowski of this offense. Not I'm not talking about from a standpoint of say production, but from a standpoint of you targets, should. targets, targets, targets. This guy's wingspan is gonna be Josh Rosen's best friend. Can he utilize it? I believe he can. This is my favorite position to get grab in year two. It's a tight end because ne- none of them ever produce year one. It's such a rarity right now. So give me all the Mike Kasicki I can get. 
Gusick E. 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 Next year's draft class isn't looking like it's going to be a great tight end class. So if you can get ahead of the curve, you can get a guy that's already in an offense. He's already spent time developing, uh, learning, all of that kind of stuff. His upside is as high as just about anybody outside of those top you know, five or six guys. His upside is as high as anybody else. So why not gamble on somebody that is in there, their second year, that is still, you know, he's a young pup. He's only 23 years old. Um, he has all the tools that you're looking for. Can he put it together? That's that's what we'll find out. But I love the Josh Rosen situation. It can't get much worse than it was with Ryan Tannehill last year. So I love I love the situation for him. Yeah, me too. It's just, again, it's just a good situation. If, if it's a player I loved last year, I liked a lot last year, there's no reason for the what the position that he plays. It's like the same thing like you like a quarterback. He doesn't do anything. He's not great year one. It's like Jared Goff comes in. He's like, uh, doesn't really do much. You're like, oh, sell that guy. Like, no, it takes time to develop yep. certain positions. Like running back, you know, you plug and play him. That's why you draft young receivers because you plug and play the running back. They take time for the most part. And Gesicki fits that to the T. Now, you know, when you brought the 2020 class, I know I saw a mock draft. Where, like there's one tight end. I can't remember his name. Uh, I'll check out our Debbie rankings when they get up. Uh, of like a potential first round grade, I bet like next year, like in the third round, because the, the class would be so deep at running back and receiver that you're gonna be like a really good tight end. Oh yeah, like for like a guy who gets drafted like high in the second, I'm like uh, I'll take him in the first pick in the third round because I just drafted two stud running backs and a receiver. Well, and and that's the thing too. Because the running back class is so good, it's kind of like people have forgotten how good the receivers are in this class too. There's a lot of good receivers too. Yeah, a lot of good. Like I was like, oh, next year. I was like, this year if you need a receiver, you don't. Next year's receiving class is kind of weak. And then you look and start, start looking at some of the details. You're like, oh wow, like Jerry Judy's probably gonna be the one one. Yeah, he's ahead of all the running backs. Yeah. This running back class is sick. But Tyler like, Johnson, Jalen Rigor. Like, yeah, there's some there's some stuff. Do you just name one of Daenerys's dragons? I might have it sounded that way. <laughs> Dracarys, crazy ass bitch. Um. <laughs> So let's move on to the next guy. Matt, let's get your second year sophomore step up. So my step up guy, I mean, this was a guy that I was on anyway, you know, at the beginning of the year, and he didn't really produce much. But my man, DJ Chark. I thought you were going to sing the whole thing. DJ Shark. There we go. Like you, like you said you were going to. All right. So, so si- the first thing that pops in my head is about more production than he got up. Six foot three, 199 pounds coming out. I'm not sure if he's put on some LBs since then, but he was a little wiry. What I loved about the guy coming out was just his measurables. I mean, he's six, four, three, four. Four, three, four, 40, 40 inch vertical, 10 foot, nine inch broad jump. So this guy is crazy athletic. Really, from from a receiver standpoint, he's the only guy on the Jacksonville team in my eyes that that profiles as a true like number one wide receiver. Out the door, you know, this past this past off season, our, our you know Dante Moncrief, who had I think eighty nine targets last year, so there there are going to be a lot more targets coming his way, and and you you take that and you put on on top of it the fact that Blake Bortles is out, which is a guy who is notoriously bad for for you know. Throwing throwing receivers open and, and throwing them in, into positions where they oh, can run after the dude, catch. He's he's so far beyond. Like so, they bring in Nick Foles, right? I mean, Nick Foles at least what like he, we're not saying Nick Foles is great, 
But Lee, he's like literally, I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I mean, the closest Blake Bortles got to MVP was most like missed vertical passes. That's the closest, <laughs> that's the closest he's gotten to uh, MVP. Vertical passes. Yeah, that's his MVP. That's what he did. Missed well, them. Well, I mean, there's more than a 10-point differential in their completion percentage from last year. I mean, it's actually 12, I think. So Nick, Nick Foles had 72% of the um, completion percentage, and, and Blake Bortles only had a, um, 60.3. So they are night and day. And, and what I really like is DJ Chark in college had a 21.9 yard per catch average as a senior. So Led this guy, all college wide receivers. So this guy can get downfield. And if you take a look at Nick Foles' passing chart from last year, he has some of the highest ratings down the field. He, he down the field in the middle, he had 149.3 passer rating, Ooh, which which is just ridiculous. Off to the right, 101.8. I don't know what happened off to the left because it falls off completely and it's at <laughs> at, at 39.6. So that he has he has a hard time throwing to the left deep. His body. But yeah, but exactly. But going going down the middle and to the right, he is an excellent downfield passer. So to me, with with that and and the fact that. They had him running all the all the. If you look at the passing chart for for the one game that they have of of DJ Chark last year, they had him running a bunch of of crossing patterns and stuff close to the line of scrimmage. Now that's that not his game, not his game at all. So they're bringing in a new new offensive coordinator. They actually fired their offensive coordinator week twelve last year. Um, so so DeFilippo comes in. He he was there in Philly with Nick Foles. He knows what Nick Foles likes to do. And 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 my hope is that they're going to use DJ Chark the way that he's meant to be, which is a downfield type of wide receiver. So I mean, there's value to be had here for a guy that you can get for a third round. Pick. Exactly, and and you know he didn't have a lot of 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 production last year, but a lot of people forget that he missed five weeks towards the end of the season. So weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, and sixteen, he was out with a quad injury. He which came are back, the most productive weeks like for a rookie to really take a step forward. Exactly. And that just happened to coincide exactly when they fired the other offensive coordinator as well. So I would have liked to have seen what DJ Chark would have been able to do with a different offensive coordinator towards the end of the season. But unfortunately we didn't really get that opportunity. Well, we gotta see somewhat like DD Westbrook had a strong second half like the end of the year DD finished right. strong because mm-hmm. like I like DD Westbrook as like a nice sleeper yeah. there too there as well Keelan Cole is like a hard worker nice kind of stash kind of guy but I mean his hands are just a little bit too iffy I know Shark coming out of college his hands were a little bit iffy but again he profiles like what you want him to do is that like if you like DK Metcalf and what he does like you're gonna like DJ Shark and what he does like he's not gonna break he's not gonna be DJ like Shark is a, is a much more fluid athlete though as well but I mean for the deep pass like you, sure. you mentioned earlier 43% of DJ Shark's catches in college were for 20 plus yards. I mean, again, the, it's just, hold on, you had 7% to 43. It's almost half his passes. It's almost half his passes, yeah. I mean, it's almost 50%. It's pretty much 50% if you're going to round up the nearest 7%. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why I like the guy because he's he's totally off people's radar cuz he f- I mean he fell off the map. He didn't he didn't produce at all in year 1, and he's a guy that I was on big time pre-draft so um you're not letting this die yet i'm not gonna let this die no and i think he's going into a great situation with a new quarterback that's much more accurate and and a new offense that that likes to throw it on the field they don't profile the same player but let's not forget what Allen robinson did three or four seasons ago where he just burst onto the scene and had you know he was like the fourth or fifth overall receiver that season um i'm not saying chark's gonna do that but the funny thing is he is a better athlete than Allen robinson oh definitely you know Allen robinson was not a great athlete he was big 
but not a great athlete. So if he can transform some of that athleticism into becoming one of the main targets, he's absolutely a breakout candidate. I think it's only I think I think for me, Shark is the only thing he's really going to work on here is just make sure when he does get open, which he will, is he brings in the ball. That's going to be his number one. If he can do that, the, there's value there at again that big play receiver. Who is going to be some you know a little spotty here and there too? But again, Jacksonville doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons here as well. T.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, D.J. Shark. You know, there's not a lot going on there. And Nick Foles, they're going to be they're going to run the ball a ton, but they paid Nick Foles a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They're going to utilize. They're going to get their money's worth out of Nick Foles. Well, that was another thing I wanted to mention. I mean, their offense last year under the the old offensive regime was was 26th in passing at only 194 yards a game. And conversely, the Eagles, where DiFilippo and Foles came from, was seventh in passing with 267. So there's a not only are there are there shares of targets that weren't there last year with guys like Moncrief going out the door, but I think there's going to be more opportunity with this new offensive coordinator and an extra 70 yards of passing offense possibly coming in the door as well. And they're probably going to. I mean, you got to look at too. Like they're going to they're going to sell out on probably like early, definitely early in the season. I can see them selling out on a run game with Leonard Fournette back there and Nick mm-hmm. Foles and seeing where we want to go. So there's going to be opportunity there for these guys to produce. Still no big-time viable tight end in there to, like, to take away targets as well. Um, Oliver I, is an upside play. Though. I was going to say, they, they yeah, did but draft he's, Oliver. He's young. He's wrong. He's I mean, that's, exactly. that's, that's, a, that's a development. We're talking For about sure. like, going to 2019. And, I, again, where Matt mentioned, too, I think the price tag on DJ Shark right now, I mean, Cheap. easily a third-round pick, right? When, when one of these guys get out there in the third right now in these 2019 classes or someone excited about them, you can get them for like, hey, just give me DJ Shark. You know, oh, okay, yeah, here, here you go. I took DJ Shark in the fourth round last year, sucker. You know, like, okay, thanks, dude. You know, or even throw an offer, but hey, I need another receiver with some upside. What do you, what are you asking for for Shark? Because maybe you're like, oh, dude, give me a 2019 fourth when somebody's on the clock there. Right. Um, I think that I think out of all the value guys we're talking about, today, he's clearly the cheapest mm-hmm. who has a chance to produce. And this is something that Matt, I was never as high on him as Matt was uh, at all. I was even in the same stratosphere as him. But I do see the upside there. Yeah. And I think it's, for right now, the price tag and the transition that Jacksonville is about to go into, that's a good gamble. Again, you know, I put a tweet out before. It's like, it's like the stock market, you know, dynasty players. You got to treat them like that. You know, you got to know just because a player was a, a sell high last year, can't make them a buy low this year. You know, and it's about. Doesn't that, mean it can't be a buy low. Yeah. yeah. So when, you, you know, playing dynasty fans football, it's just about like the stock market, you know, buying right and selling right. Yep. Buying right and selling right. And maybe last year buying DJ Shark in the draft where he was going, maybe you weren't too comfortable with it. But now that price has dropped. And now the upside is there where you should kind of invest some of your money. And it does and, it, and then the cost that he's gonna cost you, that kind of draft capital, I look at it, it's free. Like he's yeah. almost free. Like his upside is literally just as high as any one of these rookies in this class, this shallow class at that. I know the names still look okay here in the third round, but yeah, no thank you. I'd rather gamble on a guy like Shark. I like this as a great, uh, nice sophomore step up as a good investment for your team. Because it, th- what it's going to cost you, you know, Kasiki's going to cost you a little bit more, but what Shark's going to cost you, even if it doesn't pan out. Who cares? Yeah. And he's a great throw-in, too. If it's like, oh, I need one piece to, like, sweeten the deal, uh, just throw in DJ Shark. Right. That would be, be, be a great do, way do, to pick do, him up. Do, yep. that, that was good. I have like heard this song twice. I'm sorry. <laughs> You blew it, I, man. I could recite it. I'm just really trying to get my singing career off the ground, and it's just, you guys aren't helping. You're singing, singing, singing. Yeah, S I N G I N. Yeah, singing. Yeah, just checking. You know, many people ask me all the time to change our rankings on our site to rankings. We should. I know, but for the people that don't listen to podcasts, they're not going to get the joke. Well, but they won't be able to see the rankings if they're not behind the nerd herd. 
See, but the problem too is like this isn't a joke. This is a real. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about my rap album, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything but a G thing, baby. Let's move on. Uh, Garrett, give us your guy, your sophomore step up. Uh, my sophomore step up is James Washington. Ooh, I like that one. James Washington's a very interesting guy. I feel like his ADP and his value have been all over the place since he was drafted. Which is weird to me. Up, down, up, down, all over the place. So uh, back in January and February when all the drama was going on with AB, his price was super expensive. Yeah, skyrocketing. It was so tough to buy him. Since then, um, it's gone down significantly because two things have happened. One, they brought in Dante Moncrief. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and they drafted Deontay Johnson in the third round. So both good players, nothing against either one of these guys. But here's what we're looking at. James Washington, 5'11", 213 pounds. He's only 23 years old. For those of you that are big analytics guys, uh, his breakout age was at 18 years old. So uh, I, I hear it all the time. If they break out before the age of 19, the, the success rate skyrockets. He was one of those guys. So if that's something you believe in, there you go. He was a second-round pick, 28th overall out of Oklahoma State. So there's a few things here that I really, I think, are interesting. One, Pittsburgh's passing attempts over the past two seasons. Last year, 40.3 or sorry, 43.1 a game. That was first in the league. The year before that, 38.1. That was second in the league. So the past two seasons, they have either been first or second in passing attempts uh, each game. Now, part of that was you had the best receiver in the game, Antonio Brown. So I'm not saying that it's going to stay there, but obviously they're looking to throw the football. Um, second thing, vacated targets per game. So they are fourth in vacated targets at around 15 per game or just under or just under 36% of their overall targets have been vacated now. So the opportunity is absolutely there for somebody to step into that role. Um, and it, it, total targets vacated were like 200-something. It was like 230 or 220-something. Um, so there's tons of opportunity to be had. Now, his ADP was around 70 a little while ago. Now it's down past 100. So now you have an opportunity to buy into a guy that is now in his second year in the system. Both these guys coming in are going to be their first year in the system. So we've seen this happen often with the exception of Juju. He developed quicker than anybody expected. But we saw this happen with Antonio Brown. We saw this happen with Mike Wallace. We saw this happen with Emmanuel Sanders. We saw this happen with so many of these guys with Ben Roethlisberger that right away they weren't studs, but they slowly came along, um, became big factors for their teams. And so I could easily see James Washington becoming the the number two guy here. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have juju numbers or he's going to replace Antonio Brown because I do think they'll probably spread, spread the ball around to, to the Vance McDonald's and the Dante Moncrease, but I still think he could be the second leading receiver on this team. 100% agree with you. Uh, for uh, the longtime listener nerds or the last year listeners of the Nerds podcast, this is somebody that you know, we were preaching up big time last year. Mm-hmm. We gave him a late first-round grade going into it, and we got drafted by Pittsburgh. At the time, we were worried because of Juju and A.B. We should have realized what they always do in Pittsburgh. They eventually get rid of that older guy, then the second guy becomes number one, and then the guy comes number two, which is James Washington. So we didn't even drop him down in ranks too much. Like you mentioned, breakout age, dominate. He was a 2017 Belitnikov winner. The guy had over 1,000 receiving yards every year in college. I mean, in 2015, 53 catches for 1,087 yards, 10 touchdowns. 2016, 91 catches, uh, I'm sorry, 71 catches for 1,380 yards, 10 touchdowns. 
then 74 catches for 15, 49, and 13 touchdowns. And he's kind of like a Debo Samuel kind of receiver. Like he's when he thick. gets, yeah, he's he's five foot eleven, two thirteen. When he gets the ball in his hands, he comes like a running back as well. But he's not just that. He's a dynamic receiver. He can go up and fight for that jump he ball. Can. He's five eleven, but he's aggressive with the football. Tracks the ball really well. His hands, fantastic hands. And you some of that. You saw some of that spotty play as a number three last year. There, he made some big time plays downfield for Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. And like you mentioned, they like to throw the ball a ton. I mean, he consistently caught the ball away from his body well in college. I like James Washington a lot coming out here. I think he's a fantastic. Sneaky by sophomore step up going this year. That that the upside here in that offense, they're about to they just signed Big Ben. So Big Ben's there for three years, right? They're going to get three more years of Big Ben. Yep. Three years is a long time to grow into an offense with a really good Hall of Fame quarterback. Three years is a long time in your dynasty league to watch a wide receiver go from a wide receiver three to a high end wide receiver two. Right. That's a good. That's a good uh, bar graph pretty quickly. James Washington, to me, with that ADP that you mentioned, could be had for a mid-range, most likely second-round pick this year. Yep. Uh, guys that, you're, you know, again, you know, once you get past that, you know, Kelvin Harmon. Again, I like Kelvin Harmon. I like Kelvin Harmon a ton, actually. Yeah. But if you ask me if I want Kelvin Harmon or James Washington, uh, I'm going to take James Washington. I'm taking James Washington right. all day long. Yep. I mean, so we're talking high-end second-round pick this year, which is where he went last year. A player that we loved last year in the high second round that we graded almost before he got drafted as a late, a low first round grade on him, just on the tape alone is where he was, who's now in a great situation from all the numbers that Garrett just mentioned, who just now, even with his opportunity, is right there. There's no reason he can't beat out Dante Moncrief. Like, yeah. you know, put Dante Moncrief in the slot. Let him be that big slot receiver. Uh, Dante Moncrief, I mean, does anyone really believe Dante Moncrief's like an actual like asset asset at this point in his career because no. all he's doing is bouncing around from team to team this will probably be his his one year here in pittsburgh and then he'll find another team for another sure. and then he'll be out the league we won't hear about dante he's a, he's, he's a body that could a play wide receiver threat. in the nfl yeah you know i mean he's not he's not the worst thing ever like when it comes to an nfl team he's not the worst thing ever but for a dynasty asset he's the worst thing ever like you want nothing to do with him you're never starting dante my career right like exactly. you're not i mean you have to be so decimated by injury that you should almost consider stop playing dynasty because you're drafting you're depth is that bad like you're relying on Dante these, are, these are the kind of guys that that Pittsburgh brings in every year and people get hooked on them and they they think they're going to do something but it's always the guy that's that they drafted that yeah. are the guys that are showcased I mean look I'll like Justin Hunter from a Justin few Hunter, years yeah, that's exactly Jericho like I mean Jericho Cotri did a little bit but he still wasn't like fantasy relevant he was just he's they're just like they're just filling Darius in Darius Hayward Bay yeah and Darius it, Hayward well, the they're just is, filling in the roster with with veteran guys that they can bring in that that know how to play in the NFL and they throw the ball enough where it teases you like because sure. like you know like I said Dante Moncrief might have a game where he has three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, oh, here it is. But that's his best game for the next nine weeks. As, as soon as they start seeing something out of Deontay, um, Deontay Johnson, it, it's gonna they're going to phase out Dante Moncrief, yep. and it's going to be those three guys in three wide receivers. Just we saw James Washington towards the end of the year last year. Yeah, same thing with Deontay Johnson. They're going to be like, you know, he's coming out of Toledo. He's going to need time. He's going to have to groom. They already have they had the, the vent in Dante Moncrief. They have the second-year guy in James Washington. They have their top-tier Pro Bowl receiver right. in Juju. And like you mentioned, Vance McDonald's there. Mm-hmm. They got Jalen Samuels as well, who's a halfback, move tight end, sure. kind of fullback kind of player to go along with James Conner. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm out on Diamond Creep. On our, on our uh, buy-sell chart, oh, I just he's, put a him as a, he's a cut. Yeah. 
No, yeah, he's I, a, I think I put him as he's a cut sell yeah. for me. Yeah. Like Sia, deuces, Turdford. Yeah, uh, I think I put him in the same the same category. Yeah, so Gary, I love the James Washington pick. You know, I I, they, I wish we go a little bit deeper in some of these sophomore guys. There, there's yeah. um, there was actually a report. So you mentioned how thick he is and everything. There was actually a report that that Pittsburgh wants him to actually slim down for this season. So he's actually hmm. he's lost. I think close to ten pounds already, just oh, wow. just heading into the season. So they want him to be a little bit lighter, a little bit quicker, maybe a little bit less bulky. Because AB's gone now, and they sure. want to kind of play that that role. So I, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. You know, when you when oh, you do, when you do see him, he'll probably be a little bit slimmer than you're used to seeing him in, in years past. And, and for a gamble like that, for a mid second round pick, you, you can't get that. And then, but maybe so, I mean, if somebody else is on that train, you know, as well. Like, oh, no, I'm not giving him for a mid second round pick. Look at look at the opportunity he has. Maybe you sweeten the deal. You know, maybe like, hey, I'll give you my mid-second, and maybe you have some, again, some, you know, Dante Moncrief turd on your roster that you want to get rid of that has some kind of name value. Or maybe you dabble a little bit, you know, into it. Okay, let's let's put it this way. Would you give – hey, I'll give you my 2019 second. Say it's 2-4, two, 2-3, two, right around there for Dante Moncrief. Would you – we like, we agree. We feel like that's fair value. James Washington. For James Washington, right? And the guy's like, no, dude, can't do it. There's this draft class in that week. If you're like somewhat of a good team, like are you comfortable giving up a twenty twenty second for a guy like James Washington? Because I am. I am. I think I would be too. So we're consensus there. Be, be, because I mean, in last year's draft, I feel like he was yeah, end of the first round, top of the second, in and a bad in a bad spot. In a, in a, it's, it's in an unclear situation. I'll okay, say, bad, and it's and it's, it's and it's foggy. much it's much more clear now that that he is going to have something going forward, like a role on that team. So I, I'd feel very comfortable with that. Yeah, honestly, even when I'm looking at the receivers in this class, and there's a couple that I really like. We've we've talked about it at nauseum, but I, I mean, I like him better than some of my first first round uh, wide receivers right now. He's he, the, for the, yeah first round receivers. Let's count them some of those. So like, yeah. if you, say you want to get real frisky, like okay, I'll give up a late first for James Washington. Yeah, shit. Why I'm thinking about it, why not? Right? Why not? You have one eleven, right. one twelve. Yeah, I would be willing to do that. You could probably honestly, you could probably get James Washington and probably get a twenty twenty third back if you gave up your first this year. When the hype's there, like you say, DK Metcalf. I was gonna say DK Metcalf. You know, he's there at a one eleven. Somebody's just, you know, they're rock hard. They're going for it. Like, oh my god, DK Metcalf. What do you, what do you want? Like, dude, give me James Washington and give me your twenty twenty second. And somebody's like, oh. Uh, I'm coming over to give you the picks, uh, <laughs> and they do it. You know what I mean? And you know, I would do that. I would. I'd make that trade. I would make that in a heartbeat. You know, even honestly, even if it was a 2020, like if I can get, say, I'll just get. Oh, no, I can't give you a second. I'll give you my 2023. You know, like they think they're ripping you off. You're like, that would just done. I would have just done straight up for uh, 111 yep. personally. But like Paris Campbell, right? I like Paris Campbell a lot. He's been a, kind of like James Washington. Like where he had a first round grade all the way through. With us, because we loved James Washington, right. the Senior Bowl. Remember mm-hmm. that? Um, so for me, like he's right in that range. Like from a talent sure. perspective, like we get we, when we start dropping down, like okay, good. it's Paris Campbell and then James Washington. Like they're neck and neck for me right now. But like ahead of Nicole Hardman, ahead yep. of DK Metcalf, what are some of the more of those late round receivers like that are going there? Or Sega Whiteside. Would be up there. That'd be a tough one for me personally. That's tough for me too, just because only because of the the number one potential. Like, right. can James Washington be like a number one guy? Absolutely, but like not but right now. And Juju, there. that's a patient game, right? Right. Who's going to be the quarterback for him at that point? Yeah, JJ could be the number one receiver right. in twenty twenty, and, right. and the Eagles are building pretty good offense. So that It'd that's close. Close. Too. I wouldn't do it, but it's it's close. Uh, AJ Brown's in that range. Yes, I'd, I'd rather have James Washington than AJ Brown. AJ Brown looks good so far in camp. I don't know if you. Everybody looks good in OTAs, man. Everybody, (laughs) everybody. Well, if you're going to mention other guys, I'm going to mention him. Listen, Kelvin Harmon looks great. (laughs) Uh, OTAs, by the way, six round pick. Uh, 
But, yeah, but the, 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 the point of the story is, yeah, like James Washington always has late round. He's in that mix of guys like yep. A.J. Brown. Like, and it's fine. Pick who you like. But if you're getting, you're going at upside and opportunity, this guy's star is shining brighter than most. You know, A.J. Brown, nice receiver. We all like A.J. Brown. That's mm-hmm. not the problem here. You know, I hate a situation. You guys are okay with the situation because you think talent's going to trump out. I think it's going to be hindered a little bit. Uh, well, we're just – I think we're more confident that they're going to have a different quarterback there soon enough. Yeah, but still, you still have Corey Davis there too. So, again, I'm not I, – I, again, I think Corey Davis is – what is he, he – oh, next week we're going to do the junior – Jump yeah. on. Oh, he's going to be yours for sure. Oh, yeah. Lock him up. I'm talking about Corey Davis next week and why you should buy him and give up your first round pick this year. And even if it's like one six, like, you know, go ahead and do it. Like, if you want, again, you want Paris Campbell over Corey Davis? I bet a lot of people would say, yeah. And I would say, you're silly. And I'd hit you with this microphone on the nose. Where's my white gloves? <laughs> Challenge you to a duel. I would do sir. it right here, right now. Where's my musket too? We're doing this, and you know I'm going to cheat. Musket. I know I'm not turning my back on you. <laughs> well, I wouldn't challenge you to a duel. Things I love you. I've I mean, learned. I can't shoot you in the stomach. Well, right? thank you. I won't be the Aaron Bearer over there. Uh, but so that's where we put him in there. So we get, we mentioned again. We mentioned Mike Kosicki, my guy. All right, your guys are way better. Uh, DJ Shark. DJ Shark. Shark Attack. Okay, well, that's your that's your motto. I was waiting for Garrett to come in and pick me up with the doot 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 doot. Yeah, way to fail. Uh, and of course, the star of the the tree, James Washington, James Washington, sophomore step up. So good value to buy guys second year, more acclimated in their NFL offense, much higher chance to contribute for you this year. So definitely, if you have some of these later picks, first round picks, and and the common the common thing with all the guys is they have better situations than they did last year. I think. Yep. Yes. You know, Gasicki with opportunity, point. all of them with opportunity. Right. Uh, Gasicki has a better chance of being like the number one guy out there. James Washington to be a very good number two on a pass happy number one passing team in the NFL and a guy like GJ shark who could have a chance to be a number one worst case, you know, not worst case, but potentially number one, number two in an offense that they're going to switch their whole offense altogether. Yeah, they're sending. It's a surprise. Like it's like a potpourri bag. We're, we don't know what we're going to get until we open it up uh, for for net, you know, with the Fournette and Nick Foles option, but we, it's going to be better. It's going to be better than the, the Blake Bortles. So, that's it. That they had last so next week we'll be back. We're going to talk about some junior guys, you know, third year guys that haven't really reached their potential yet. You know, you're two years in and you're just not happy. Like in some owners, this is where some owners are going to be really looking to get out. Definitely. If you run your leagues, like how we run our leagues, which is you own the rookie rights for a player on your taxi squad for only two years. After that second year, you've got to make a decision. So right. there might be some people on their taxi squads that like they've been stashing there. Now they got to make a decision on them. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, I like Corey Davis, but, like, I don't really want to bring him up because I'm good at receiver now because I drafted this guy and this guy. Like, I wish somebody would offer me a trade. And then you're on a clock at, like, 1-9. And you're like, dude, I'll give you Corey. I'll give you 1-9 for Corey Davis right now. Like, I don't even want Corey Davis because Marcus Mariota. And, you know, A.J. Brown's probably going to be the number one receiver there because he's so talented. And Corey Davis, I mean, psh, what has he done lately? I'll give you one. I'll give you one nine. You should probably give me your firstborn back too. To be honest with you, <laughs> basically just making my argument for me. All right. I'll yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I even brought lube, so I'll you know I'll turn over to you. Know, I, I get it. You know, you're gonna take advantage of me here, but I'm willing to sacrifice it. And then all of a sudden, Corey Davis comes out and he's like number two overall fans receiver in the NFL. Woo. Is that high hopes? Woo. That's high hopes, my friend. I've been smoking so much weed today, man. I got these hopes <laughs> so so up there. That's not true. No, it's not. Is it? Look at my ass. <laughs> I can tell. No, it's not. Okay. We could tell. How dare you? Um, so we'll be back next week talking about some juniors. Matt will have their guys. Who knows? Who knows who my guy will be? Who knows what they'll be? I guess you have to tune in next week. Corey Davis. <laughs>
Don't put, you don't have crystal balls. Stop that. Uh, so in the meantime, if you want to talk Dynasty here, uh, you want to talk Last Nerd Standing, you want to talk about Nerd Herd, what's coming, cool things about Dynasty, anything, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. Price check. Uh, you can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out all the cool things. We still have awesome free things at DynastyNerds.com, just such as all our articles. Uh-huh. Free. 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 Um, that it we got for is I it? think that's it nowadays. So, yeah, this podcast, this portion of this, the podcast. Yes, yes, but you get another one of these podcasts, which is awesome. And I get it. Yeah, it's not everybody signed up, and I get it. you're playing hard to get. You're pretty too. I get it. You're playing hard to get. We'll get you. Yeah, you know? we'll get there. I'm just trying to get you buy again. I'm just trying to get you to buy me a cup of coffee once a month. That's all. I'm not even. I'm not asking for like a long term commitment. I'm just saying, hey, you know, let's let's take it slow. Let's just meet like you know your place of choosing wherever you want your car, you know. <laughs> You're at the gym. Make out point. At the gym before bed. You're in the shower. You want to meet there? You want to meet that? I got bathing suits. Yeah, I got some of those. Put you shower in your bathing suit? <laughs> no. But like, if, if this is starting off slow, Matt, casual, I would. Gotcha. You know, if you're gotcha. like, hey, come get in the shower with me. I'm going to show up with a bathing suit just in case. I don't know where you're going with this. You know, like we got a big shower. It's like, a, it's a shower with different heads. You know, like, oh, here's. Don't you're not standing Locker next to me. Shower. Yeah. How very presumptuous <laughs> yeah, of me. This isn't tip to tip. You know what I mean? Come on. Let's spread your game apart, Matt. Don't get so pervy. You, you've been so pervy lately. I know, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. You need to release the pressure, I guess. Perv McGurve over here. <laughs> yeah. So um we do have some, you know, that's all that's it. Take it slow. But we'll get you. We'll get you eventually. Like you're gonna be like, I need more of this. Mm. I mean it what is this rich is he ever gonna put a G on anything else? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll see. If I do, it's only going to be for the nerd herd. Uh, <laughs> check out the, you know, the the Facebook community. It's free. Yep. And, Over, and very active. Like 4,300 people up there yep. now. Every day talking Dynasty, posting polls. It's way better than any forum you're ever going to check out for Dynasty. It's awesome. It's super active. It's just on your Facebook. It's probably the only good thing about Facebook, honestly, is that and storing your pictures. Really? And yeah. par- oh, and planning party events. Yeah, too. That's that's the only thing that's I'm on little, there for. Me, too. It's, I'm just here for the guys group to hide behind the wires so they can't see it so we make plans and that's it and then leave us a rating review on itunes please it's, i don't i don't, I don't say more. please often but right. I, no four more Matt. four more four more i need and like when you rate it like usually i say just leave us a rating review like or review i need somebody to leave us a review on there too and just be positive if you're gonna be negative <laughs> keep that shit yourself nobody cares all right <laughs> don't be a tr- go be a troll somewhere else <laughs> why waste your life you even just invited negative? you just invited them all in i'll say we're definitely getting a one star yeah <laughs> they just invited them in rich how dare they <laughs> how dare how they? dare you we'll be back in about five seconds with the nerd episode all right until then we'll bid you adieu and don't drop the soap Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.